Welcome to Brand Lover, honest, real, and lively conversations for flourishing entrepreneurs and budding business owners on a mission to cultivate a heartfelt brand that connects with their purpose-driven mission. My hope is that you walk away feeling inspired and refreshed with a weekly takeaway in your back pocket that you can apply to your life or business. Welcome to the beautiful Yvette Sitters from Manage My Wedding. She has created the most beautiful brand that literally removes the stress and overwhelm from planning your wedding and has saved countless brides from becoming bridezilla. I'm sure she hears stories like that all the time. I'm so excited to you know, hear in her own words um, what she does. So welcome Yvette. Thank you so much for being here with me today. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> it's my pleasure. Um, so tell us a little bit about yourself personally and um, also about your business. Yeah, sure. So I am a, a wife and a mother of two little girls. They're four and seven and I live on the Gold Coast, but I have lived all over the world. And I created Manage My Wedding in 2015 when I, I launched my business when my daughter was three months, my second daughter was three months old. Wow. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Sometimes I'm not sure why I did that, but hey. <laughs> and um, yeah, I, that's when Manage My Wedding was launched and Manage My Wedding is, uh, well, to some people, you know, it's a wedding planning app that couples can plan their own wedding themselves with. And I um, have a podcast and a course, a wedding course as well. But I like to really think of it as, as being a place that the bride-to-be comes so that she can have a really joyful wedding experience and so that she can feel calm and relaxed and excited to the lead up and, you know, know how to handle family and all those things mm -hmm. instead of that, like, crazy, you know, stressed out and overwhelmed. So, yeah, I really like to be there to kind of nourish and support them through that journey and that kind of mindset side as well. Yes, 100%. I, I, I'm sure you hear this all the time. I 100% wish there was something like that around when I was planning my wedding. Because I remember like, you know, it's, you don't need to reinvent the wheel. Like people have done this before you, but when you come to do it yourself, it's all new to you. And you have no idea, like, you know, when it comes to um, dealing with, yeah, family issues or seating charts or, you know, even just planning the music for the wedding. Like, what do you need? How many songs do you need? What do you do for this? Like, it's just, it's so overwhelming. Um, yeah. yeah. I love that you've created this go-to for, for brides, but it doesn't seem to me the most obvious um, topic or theme to start a business around. So yeah. I would love to hear how your journey began. Um, how did it all start? How did you get into this world? Yeah. So I had always worked in the events, weddings and like hotels sort of side of things. And I had really, you know, worked all over the world. Um, and, you know, I spent a lot of my time in London working there. And I always... I, you know, I used to do big events as well, like the BAFTAs and the Queen's um, Garden Party and lots of like really big things. But I was always drawn back to weddings. Like, yeah. I don't know what it was, but I was constantly drawn back to weddings. And I, I think it's because of that emotional connection and that relationship that I would have 
with the wedding couples. Mm. So I've been in the wedding industry now for like over, over 22 years. Um, I had my daughter and my first daughter and I remember being at home on maternity leave and quickly what for one, like getting a little bit bored. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was in Adelaide. I was kind of on my own. I didn't have my own friends and family around me and I was a bit lonely. And I was also on the other side thinking, how am I ever going to go back into events and weddings? Like they are, I was doing 70 hour weeks. Mm. I, I used to travel a lot um, and I just didn't know how that was going to fit anymore. Mm. And I also knew I've worked so hard for so long that I deserve to actually be at home with my yeah. baby. Like I knew that, but then there was that side of me that was like, oh, but you're just so got to do something. Yeah. And my friends were constantly getting married and I was always giving them like my resources and my spreadsheets and, and things like that. And then I just remember one day, um, a, a good friend of mine, um, she's actually Adelaide based actually. And I remember her saying to me, why don't you like just do this as your own business? Like, why are you just giving us all these resources? And mm. that sort of got me thinking. And I was like, well, apps are really like becoming a thing at the time they were becoming yes. a thing. And it was all the like, everyone was speaking about it, right? Everyone yes, was it was. I remember. So I remember sitting down when my daughter was like probably two, three months old going, I'm just going to put all my resources into an app. And so bridal couples can utilize them instead mm. of like just giving it away to everyone. So that's how it kind of began. And I just, just during, um, you know, her, my maternity leave as such, I um, sketched out what that app looked like. And that's kind of how it was born. It's as simple as that, right? Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. so easy. At the time, it felt like it was going to be as simple as that, right? Yes. We <laughs> never know what's ahead of us, do we? No, we don't. We don't. I think That's there's beauty going. in that, though. It's kind of a blessing. Yeah, oh, yeah, totally. I did. So, yeah. Four years coming. <laughs> so, I mean, you've, so now you've got a podcast and you've just recently launched your first wedding course, which couples can download and access anytime when they're planning their wedding, which is amazing. So congratulations. It's Thank just you. so exciting. So I know how much work goes into that. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And we've been chatting recently about this evolution of your brand. I mean, starting <clears throat> from an app and then moving into you know what you're doing now and and how you know just how that how that was feeling for you could we just explore that a little bit about how the podcast came about how the course came about and sort of how you're feeling now after going through all of those learning curves yeah yeah well I I a little it took me two years to kind of launch actually get the app to launch and that was mm. purely made up of trying to find someone to develop the app mm. um, and then when it actually was pushed out in 2017 at the end of the year um, I, I I was loving it the app flew to number one in the app store within three months of being launched for weddings wow. and but I felt like something was missing and I was like oh yay I've got all these downloads I don't know anybody you know yeah. like, I kind of just I, I knew I worked out I was missing kind of that communication part because yeah. it's all technology. 
And I just, I kept like niggling at me, you know, that intuition telling me that I needed to start a podcast. But, you know, obviously I think it took me about 10 months to actually get the courage to do it. And I think that having children kind of strips a bit of that courage that you previously had, right? Yeah. (laughs) Um, And yeah, I just, that was the missing link. So I I thought, okay, great, I'll do the podcast. And so I started the podcast and that was the best thing I ever did. You know, Mm -hmm. it allowed me to talk to other vendors. It allowed me to talk to brides who had just gotten married and it started to give me kind of that human connection. Yeah. Also create a personal brand as well so that people could get to know me because in the when you when they're in an app they they don't have a clue who's yeah they know nothing so they just use this tool that they love and that's about it so I, I I started to link the episodes in the app so people could kind of get to know me and get to know the person kind of behind that um that technology so yeah mm-hmm. that's how the the podcast sort of started then I dipped into um having a store because I was like well how am I going to monetize like um, the business now like mm. how am I going to get that going and I kind of dipped my toes in having my own online store so driving my traffic to the store and that yeah. was just that was a, a, a massive journey learning curve and journey of learning really what wasn't right for me yeah um, and it took me a long time to work that out and realize that's not me and I don't want to be up at 10 o'clock at night packing orders and I'm not passionate about that and telling you I don't pack nice orders either they're not (laughs) (laughs) the stock's beautiful but when I package it up that is not me you know I love it (laughs) and again there was still the missing connection again between me and humans um and then now it's four and a half years since I've had the business and I now realize that I was being led to more human connection mm. um, and that's when I suppose the the course idea came up and I was like well people love the app but they still want my, me to hold the hand now that they yeah. know me from the podcast and yes they can do what the app says but they want someone really with them supporting them along the way um, and yeah so that's where I decided to create the course and come up with that and I have loved really loved that it's been challenging and I've learned a lot yeah <laughs> But I, I, yeah, it's great. I can now get to know people more and spend time with with humans. Yeah. Yes, I love that, and I love that. You know, just following your intuition has led you to this this place where you are now. And I can hundred percent relate to um, having those niggles and trying to ignore them when you said about the podcast and just ha- like knowing that you knowing that deep down. It's going to happen. <laughs> it's inevitable, but you try to ignore it. Um, so, I, yeah, I totally right. So also just, you know, your comments about um, with the podcast, it, you sort of accidentally created a personal brand, didn't you? Like that wasn't yeah. actually strategic, no. but it's um, it's worked out to, to the benefit of the business overall because everybody knows you now as Yvette from Manage My Wedding, not just Manage My Wedding. And that's something that we explored when we worked together recently. But um, just, you know, learning to surrender to these types of things, it feels really scary, doesn't it? Oh, it does. Like you've got to really get over that whole um, self, having that self-belief and that imposter Mm -hmm. syndrome and, you know, there's so many 
thoughts and feelings around that. Um, there's so much to overcome. Mm. And that's, I think, the best part of it. Like, I love the journey and the growth part, I think, more than I love the goal that when I hit a goal, you know, yeah. that part of it, you just learned so much about yourself. And that is a bit the biggest thing I've learned is the business has never grown when I work on the business. The business, I realize now, only grows when I work on me. Mm. Um, and that is a really lovely thing once you come to that realization. Um, yeah. Stop trying to force those business things. Just, yeah, lean into yourself and your gut. And I tell you what, if I learned that sooner, I'm sure things would have happened faster, but it it's, happens the way it's meant to happen. <laughs> yeah, it's a process. Um, and I, t I totally relate in um, not quite realizing how much of a self-development journey business would be mm. particularly after um motherhood but that's a whole nother thing to explore oh, but yeah. um yeah just I mean I don't think that like letting go and surrendering is it's not a natural thing like we like to have control um and it's also you know you mentioned that you tried having an online store and even though you probably worked out pretty quickly that it wasn't for you, it's like we we still insist on on pressing forward with these things that we think are what we should be doing, right? Ah, oh, yeah, totally. I don't, I, I yes, and I think the that we I don't know for you, but I know for me that when we do that, um, I think it's like that failure thing, like mm. we we kind of try and ignore it because oh, it could that could mean failing like at that yeah like, and that's actually not the truth at all like that is so far from the truth yeah so far from the truth I, I think yeah yeah 100 yeah. we don't want to feel like we're a failure but the other thing too you know that I've learned is that there are many many ways to serve an audience like there are many offers that you can create that are going to fulfill a need for somebody um and just yeah just because initially you thought it might look one way it doesn't mean that it's not going to happen in another way no absolutely and I think like when it happens in one way and then it happens in a totally different way um it's always bigger and better yeah <laughs> yes exactly but then I often think this is getting a bit philosophical now it's like if you'd skipped straight to that would it have been as big or as good if you hadn't gone through the learning curve and the stepping stone to get there like it's I like to sort of think of it as literally like a little step <clears throat> it's going to sort of elevate you that little bit further but um yeah. yeah and I just love that you're sharing that so honestly because so often we persist and we give so much energy to something when really even though we've got, you know, like you said, with the podcast, you had that intuition, you had that inkling. Um, and then with the course, like, I feel like if we can learn that, um, we have to learn it. But then the more we go through that, and the more we sort of exercise it, the more confident we can be in doing that and just being like, okay, fine, let's just do it. And it happens faster each time. And um, I agree. You've witnessed that with your course. 
um, that I remember we were discussing like just maybe the end of last year or the start of this year um, and now it's it's out there and it's like it's doing its thing and there's couples benefiting from it and that's a like that's a pretty short lead time so um, yeah I just I think that's a really beautiful reminder to other people who are going through something or maybe they're persisting with something it's it's just not working like I've found that myself even in some things in my business where you just feel like you're bashing your head against a brick wall when really you just need to turn around and open the door behind you <laughs> absolutely totally yeah just when just... it when it doesn't feel right um it, it's funny like I've I'm I've learned now like that I like you said because you get quicker at realizing mm. and I, I, I work, I've worked out night now when things don't feel right okay I've just got to write it down like yeah. I've, I've got to write it down and I've got to, I've got to write it down so I can actually articulate it because you know it's just all these thoughts just swirl in your head and swirl in your head and then sometimes when you write it down it's just so much quicker to like go oh <laughs> Yeah, the clarity comes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There's something magical about handwriting too. Like I just think it 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 triggers some part of the brain and it's um it allows that yeah the um the flow I think uh, for one of a better way I don't know how to explain it any better than that. Um, that and yeah, just as an aside, that's exactly why with my brand clarity guides, I provide them for people to print out and hand write them because it's it's so much more of a like a creative thing to be for your body to be communicating with your brain and writing things down rather than typing. It's just not the same. And I actually read an article about it. I can't remember who it was by, um, but yeah, that's just that's such a good tip. I think just. <clears throat> If you're feeling unclear or if you're wanting to find any kind of clarity in your business or your brand, just journal, the simple act of journaling helps you to process. Um, I'm not a psychologist, but I do know that it works. So <laughs> thank you yep. for sharing that. I totally agree. And even writing down ideas, like I'm learning yeah. that. Gosh, I wish I'd written down half of the ideas I come up with. <laughs> oh, I know what you mean. I can be going for a run or a walk and just have like a thousand ideas and then get home and can't remember any one of them. <laughs> so disappointing. No, and it's there. It's there. You know it's there, but you can't quite get it. <laughs> no. But, you know, I yeah, if it's meant to be, it'll come about another way. And sometimes it's just the seed that right. needs to be planted. That's so... Getting back on track, <laughs> sort of had a little chit chat there. Um, so yeah, so now that you have you have found yourself in a really good place now, like you have built a really beautiful brand ecosystem where that you know the app and the podcast and the course they kind of all feed into each other, um, and it that's a beautiful you know they all kind of speak to each other and your your couples or your brides can you know, they, they can go on this little journey. Um, I'm just, I would love to explore sort of how establishing the app first um, has fueled that perhaps. Um, yeah. Just sort of how that sort of all worked out. If it was intentional or if it's just been part of this whole journey for you. I, I, I think, oh, uh, you know what? I think there's parts that are intentional um, and then there's parts that are not mm. and that are just 
flowing. And I think at the beginning, everything is intentional, mm. like everything, because you're kind of feeling your way and working mm. it out. So yeah, you start with dead set intention. Yeah. Um, but I've also learned that when there's intention and I put a lot of pressure on myself with my personality, the intention um, can sometimes build up and build up into expectation mm. of yourself. Mm. Um, I know that that's happened for me. And um, as I've kind of grown and growing and more so of late, I've really realised that um, and hitting, I think, rock bottom in the sense of exhaustion and burnout yeah. and complete flat on my back. Um, I w- have learned that, no, it's you've got to stop the expectation and setting so many intentions and just let it flow and mm-hmm. let be guided in the right direction. And this has only been a new thing for me for the last couple of months. Mm. And since that has happened and I've just sat back and stopped everything and just letting things just come to yeah. me, I'm listening to my intuition. I'm just being, I'm just following the universe and being guided mm-hmm. and everything is happening so much more easier. Yeah. And everything feels so much more lighter. Yeah. But then I'm doing things with real intention, but in a different sense, not with expectation. Yeah. It's an intention that's like, oh, I've been guided to this today. I'm just going to do it. I'm going to do it really well. Like, yeah. And I don't know. It's just, yeah, it's really changed for me in that sense. It's been really lovely. Yeah. I can tell. I can see it. Yeah. Face. She's, um, I mean, this is on YouTube as well, but um, for those listening on the podcast, yeah, that's just glowing. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, so that's, yeah, I, and I, I totally understand that. And I think that strategically it's important to start a business with intention and you kind of have to. Um, you don't have anything established yet to sort of allow to flow. <laughs> yeah. But, I, yeah, it's so important to have those foundations and then um, sometimes the vision that we cast isn't exactly how we end up but that's okay yes yeah it's okay like it's it's okay (laughs) oh my Um, gosh yes totally okay to recalibrate and also like different seasons in our lives bring different things and you know you were mentioning before uh, the growth that we experience on this journey like we become almost different people to maybe when we started our business and things aren't you know, we see things a little differently or a little bit more clear in a certain area. So, um, yeah, recalibrating is something that I believe is actually integral to big business success to always be in alignment with where you're going rather than trying to achieve a vision that was maybe set by a past version of yourself. Yes. Oh, that's a great way to put it. Mm. Um, Yeah. And even, you know, you set the goal at the start of the year if there's nothing yeah. wrong with constantly reassessing that like I never did that until this year I yeah. always like that's gone I've got to stick to it and if I didn't mm. think devastated. and now I've realized but hang on just just change it like it's not right anymore change it go with what exactly needs to be exactly and it's yeah. okay yeah it's your business it's your life and the two aren't mutually exclusive no, and, mm. and it's that whole identity piece too, I think. Like mm. we are attached to an identity of our past. Yeah. Um, and 
you know, I, you start to ask yourself a lot of questions like, oh, who am I now? Who I don't have yeah. to be that person anymore. Yes. <laughs> I'm this person now. That's it. What, what works for this person? <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. And something that really stuck with me when I was going through some massive imposter syndrome when I first um, decided to create my course, my signature course brand, Alchemy, um, like I was, I came from a one-on-one background. Like I was a brand designer. I was a graphic designer. That's all I was to in my head. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I knew that I was, I could help people in in this new way. But um, there was a statement that really stuck with me because I was umming and ahhing, like, do I, don't I? Like, who am I to do this? And it was, um, you need to create the person that you want to be. It's not necessarily discovering discovering who you are. Um, it's about actually actively going, this is who I need to be to serve these people in this certain way. How do I, like, what do I need to do to become that person? And it's not about becoming like a different personality or anything, but yeah. it really gives you that, just that little bit of courage to, to step into that next level version of you. Oh. Absolutely. Mm. I agree. I couldn't agree more. I think that that future version of yourself that you want to be is always going to be a better, bigger person. Yeah. Always. How exciting. I know. We could get really deep on this, I'm sure. We could. We could. But I really want to explore a certain topic with you because this is something that I've, you know, it's not not common for me. Um, You're, yeah, I mean, you're my first, um person that I've worked with who has actually had an app which is just I know I keep coming back to the app but um I know you said from inception to um to actual delivery of the app was about two years um tell us a little bit about that journey and what it actually takes to creating an app like a really abridged version <laughs> so you yeah. Can. yeah those yeah. who are interested in in doing that type of thing it's a very interesting um, topic and I, I could talk about this for hours. But, but Yeah, I'm sure. I learned a lot. I knew nothing about apps at all, nothing. I just knew I wanted an app. I didn't know anyone who developed apps. I didn't know, I don't know coding. I don't, nothing. Yeah. Um, and I think the biggest hurdle for me was actually finding someone and that's why okay. it took so long. Um, and then it's not like building a website. Mm. So it's not just done. You can't just sit down and smash it out over a week and have the, a new website. Like yeah. you know, you're dealing with another person and they're a coder. They don't think like you in the marketing brain or the design or anything. They're just a coder. Mm. And so finding someone took a long time. It took me about 18 months and I went through, oh, I, I had a lot of meetings, a lot of phone wow. calls with people that claimed to be developers that weren't. Uh, and then just, yeah, no, it, it was really hard to find someone basically. Uh, and then I did find someone who did a, an amazing job and built me a, a wonderful app. Mm. Um, but then that was another whole learning process because they decided to change platforms and decided that if I wanted to, if anyone wanted to stay with them, we had to, he had to build a new app and they wanted a hundred thousand dollars to build my app again. I'm like, I've only had an app for three years. Like, where's my return on investment? And that was another whole big journey. Again, finding another person or wanting to continue to do business. Like, oh my gosh, I went through so much to go, is this what I should be doing? Like, Mm. I've got to find more money that wasn't there. And it just, again, and that was all about finding the right person. 
Mm. And I now have a new app and it didn't cost me a hundred thousand. No, yeah. It didn't cost me nowhere near that. Um, or I wouldn't have done it. And Goodness. he's an amazing human and he's done a, and a wonderful job. And mm. again, that comes down to humans and connection. Like yeah. I think you, you always know it and you feel it. Yeah. But if there was anybody, you know, that was wanting to build an app, that is the biggest thing is you've got to find the right person mm. and you've got to persist until you know in your heart that they're the right person. Yeah. Um, but then it's not just about the coding. I had so much to learn about marketing and, mm. you know, trying to get your app to rank in the app store is massive. You know, it's based on reviews. It's based on how many times people go into the app. It's based on downloads. It's based on their S- SEO, which they call ASO. Like there's so many. Oh, wow. Well, otherwise you're going to be number 200 in, yeah. you know, in your category and no one's ever going to find you. No. So it was huge learning. Like I was just constantly just trying to soak in more information. And it's really hard to actually find good information on Google when you build mm. Building an app, that's an actually really hard thing to find. I've discovered. So well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not a, it's not a common thing, you know. Like it's 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 easy to start a digital business. It's easy to for me, like it was just the easiest thing in the world to run, yeah. a, you know, a, a service based business from home. Um, it's pretty simple, really. <laughs> like the mechanics of it, the marketing is a whole other thing. Oh, um, yes. But you know, that's it's much more common, and yeah, there's this. It, it's I can imagine that it's just yeah an incredible and you must just just be filled with information that you could you know there's another business idea for you <laughs> but um oh, yeah, trust so, me, okay, that, one so, is, that one is on the list because I do have people come to me who are like oh I'm we've, we've we've built an app but we just can't get it to rank or we're having trouble can yeah. you give us some tips? and yeah, so I, I do help people from time to time and I do have a document that I kind of share with them to kind wow. of talk. Yeah, so that's another whole thing. Maybe one day we'll see. Yeah, one, day, <laughs> one day thing. Yeah, or maybe 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 this is the inkling. Maybe this is the start of something, but I won't, I won't do that because you just found yourself in a really good place. Um, we're not, not going to go there. Um, okay, so to wrap up, um, what would your recommendation be to somebody who has got an idea for an app? Like they're just at that very early stage where you were with your three month old at home. They've got a really awesome idea for an app. What would you recommend? Um, lots of things, but the main thing <laughs> would be to really know um, yourself mm. exactly how that app is going to function and look. Um, do not think you can go and find someone who's just going to create your idea for you. You have to really know how you want that app to function for the user mm. because that will make or break your app. Um, and that's, I think, the biggest mistake from talking to other people. That's probably one of the biggest mistakes most of them have made is they just thought, I've got this idea mm. and I'll find a developer and he'll just do it. Um, yeah. And that's that's just doesn't, it doesn't work. Like you really have to know the nitty gritty of, of the user experience and not the coding of what mm. the user experience is going to be at the front. Yeah. yeah. That's probably my biggest tip. And when you know that, then be prepared to take a long time to find the right person <laughs> to build that for you. <laughs> that's amazing advice. But I think, you know, you said that in your heart, you know it. When you're making a big investment, not even in business, but in life as well, you it makes sense to do your research and to talk to as many people as you, you as possible and 
invest that time before you invest your money and know that, you know, even if you're paying a little bit extra to have that connection and that open communication is mm. just going to make your life so much easier oh, yes. <laughs> and make a hard thing just a little bit easier as well. Yeah. Um, nice, so, oh, my goodness. I just want to say thank you so much. Thank you for this beautiful chat. I mean, we could have talked about so many of those topics that we explored um, in much more detail. Um, but I'd like to finish off with a really fun rapid fire question session. Okay. So I'm going to ask what your favourite thing Ooh. is. I'm going to say, say a word and whatever pops into your mind. Okay, okay. Keep it clean a bit. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I've loved this today. Thank you so much, Rachel. You're welcome. I've really enjoyed talking with you too. Okay. What's your what's your favorite app? Oh gosh. (laughs) My own app, of course. Of course. (gasps) That's a hard question. I have so many apps on my phone. Top three. I have a lot of apps, if I'm honest with you. I have a lot of apps. Um Oh, that's that's actually a really hard question. I do love. Hmm. <laughs> I wish that was an easy answer. <laughs> I love anything that organizes me, to be honest. So I, I love, know. I love, I love anything that just keeps me organized. And I have, I have an app to organize most parts of my life. I have an app that organizes, you know, organizes my fitness and my nutrition and our meals. And I have an app that, you know for my diary, I have an app for my family's diary. Like I'm just any apps that are all about organization and planning. That's me. Okay. <laughs> a tea. I have lots. At least it makes sense. <laughs> all right. What's but, your oh, favorite? But, but for inspiration, YouTube. I ha- I'm obsessed ah. with YouTube at the moment. It just inspires me to be a better person every day. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. There's so much yeah. good stuff on YouTube. I'm not a huge yeah. explorer of YouTube, but, um, my kids use it for research all the time and I love it because they can do their own science experiments and they can teach themselves how to draw something and yeah, it's anything. just like really empowering because there's so much you can learn there. So much. Like I can just be saying, well, I wonder why I'm feeling a bit flat today and I can just like while I'm doing my makeup, just pop on a quick 10-minute YouTube video and by the end of doing your makeup, you can feel amazing. Amazing. So, yeah. All right. This was supposed to be rapid fire. I know. <laughs> It is stuck on another conversation uh-huh. okay um okay favorite time of day oh the more at 5 a.m oh, crazy lady i know um, i do live on the gold coast <laughs> true true um okay exercise i love to run nice um habit mm. no. um oh habit it doesn't have to be a healthy habit. It can just it be your favourite habit. habit. I have to have a coffee in mm, the morning. Nice. Yeah. Um, okay, favourite way to relax? Oh, I love to journal, which I mentioned before. Yeah. Um, and I love to I love to just sometimes meditate or be in just on my own mm. with a good book. Mm. I like it. Yeah. Okay, last one. What's your favourite thing about your business? Oh, the relationships yeah yeah that the, the business and client both like yeah relationships definitely yes 
Oh, yes. Online is so powerful. It really is. And I don't know, I'm just on that before we finish up. Some of the, like you, for example, and so many others like you, are just so many women and inspiring women that I'd never expected to meet when I started marketing online. You know, like it's just something that's just, it's just this beautiful gift that you get to just be part of this special community. Um, so Amazing. thank you. Thank you for being part of my community and sharing so honestly and, you know, vulnerably here. And um, yeah, I really enjoyed chatting with you. And I'm sure our listeners would love to come and say hello or, you know, come and follow along, particularly if they are, do happen to be getting married. So where can we find you? Um, you can find me on Instagram at Manage My Wedding. Um, yeah, I think that's the best place. I love chatting on Instagram. But also, thanks so much for having me, Rachel. I've loved talking with you. I think I could talk to you forever. It's been yeah. a And, yeah, it's been wonderful even working with you. You've been so wonderful. So oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening. If you loved this week's episode of Brand Lover, take a screenshot of wherever you're listening and share your biggest takeaway on Instagram or Facebook. And don't forget to tag me. I'd love to give you a shout out and thank you personally. Also feel free to subscribe and leave a review to help the Brand Lover podcast reach more heart-aligned entrepreneurs just like yourself. Thanks again and I'll see you next week.